Shall we start? Hello, welcome to week, what, 43? 42, 43? 41. Does anyone know? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, I'll tell you what I do know. We can't really keep calling them weeks when we turn up every two, three weeks. (laughs) It's it's definitely an episode by this point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, don't judge it. No, no, no. Um, Less is more. Anyway, Um, we are the Long Snapper Podcast. We're a slightly irreverent look at this week in the NFL and all other things, fantasy, football and the like. Um, I'm Dougie. I'm joined by Adam Foxcroft, a Tennessee Titans fan. How are you doing, Adam? Very well. Very good. Good, good. Um, you, you well, Dougie? Yeah, no, I'm not bad, mate. Nice I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I had an early finish at work today, which was great because it pissed down my rain. So, happy days. And and then there's Mark, and nobody really knows who he supports. It could be anyone. Everyone knows. It Everyone could be knows anyone. who I support. Everyone um, knows. Yeah. The National Football League. Yeah. The Buffalo Fo- Bills. Football is the winner with Mark. Football. <laughs> um, yeah, Craig's not here this week. Um you know, uh, we'll miss him. Um, hopefully, you'll listen. And if you're listening, Craig, uh, I hope to have you back soon, mate. Um, and we're all uh, we're all looking out for you, mate. So um, yeah, we'll catch you in a bit. Uh, Can I remember who Martin is? Who? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, Hopefully he's listening as well. We're just gonna. I'm just gonna plug a couple of things. I don't know if uh, anyone that listens to this is a rugby fan. If you are, then you should listen to my other podcast, uh, the Mall Over Podcast. You can find that on Apple Podcasts on on your device. It's on Acast as well. We've got a little competition running to win a British and Irish Lions jersey. All you got to do is make a little donation to a um, Just Giving page, and then that enters you into a draw to win a very nice signed British Lions shirt, signed and framed. So. Go and do that because uh, the charities we're doing it for are all really worthy. Lads, anything you want to plug? No. No? Nope. Good. Um, Adam, you've done a quiz. I have done a quiz and I I, I love our quizzes. I think it is one of well, well, our favourite things about the, the podcast that we do. It's a little bit different. Um, you may remember, it could even be the last quiz I did but uh, I'm into rehashing old ideas um, just with a different twist um, and Henry Kelly's going for gold um, where you were you were trying to identify Madden cover stars based on four clues um, with the points going down oh, each time yeah. Yeah, good yeah. quiz that um, it's a similar thing um, similar rules assuming I remember what they were um, but with NFL Stadia um, as being stadiums, what you have to identify stadiums Stadia is a shitty football word that means nothing to no one that was coined during the 90s. <laughs> They're stadiums. I don't want to hear stadia. That's a toss word made up by tossers. Right, right. Um, anybody, Doug, Dougie, you, you work in curries, right? Anyone working in curries should have a basic grasp of Latin, as I understand it. Aha! <laughs> Ma- maxima is the plural of maximum. Stadia is the plural of stadia. Stadium. Sta- oh, stadiums. Right, Whatever, okay. Um, right, minus one for you uh, to start. <laughs> yeah, rate that, rate that. <laughs> okay, so um, the rules to recap. I, I'll go to each of you in turn. I've got six questions, uh, so you get three each. Um, if you choose to go for it after the first clue, you'll get four points, the second clue three, and so on. 
if you go for it and get it correct, you get those points. If you get it wrong, uh, play passes to the other player and they can have a go to steal the points from you and carry on with the question. Uh, or you can choose to stick and hear the next clue um, if you're not willing to have a guess. Um, so, Mark, we will start with you. And okay. your first clue for, for four points is this stadium's address is 4,900 Marie P. Di Bartolo Way on a corner with Bill Walsh Drive. Oh. Do, you, do you need the exact name of the stadium or just the, just the team? Either the name of the stadium or the team is fine, um, which may make it slightly easier with one or two of these. What was the what was the read that address again to you, oh, please? Oh, well, you've just given it away now. For 40, or 4,900 or 4,900, they have very long streets in the States. Uh, Mary P. Di Bartolo Way. And I gave you a bit of directions as well. Uh, and a corner with Bill Drive, um, if in case you're in the area looking out for it. <laughs> um, no, I'll have the next, the next clue, please. The next clue. Can I not get that? The first game ever played there when it opened was an MLS game between the San Jose Sharks and the Seattle Sounders. Wow. Okay. The, the, in, the possible answers are the 31 current NFL stadia. I'm going to keep going with stadia. The 31? Could, could, could give him a bit more. Could give him a okay, bit more so- if you want. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have the next clue, please. Um, I think I'd, I'd, I would have a guess at this point, but I, I don't want but to. But you have no bottle. Uh, the next clue. <laughs> uh, is the stadium hosted Super Bowl 50? Um, I, can't okay. didn't, I can't believe you didn't get this off the first clue. You know, I don't want to um, confirm. I'm saying it's Levi Stadium. Uh, You'll be correct for two measly points. Um, yeah, those are... Uh, the one I would have guessed, actually, from the second clue was the um, the LA Coliseum. Oh, well, that's <laughs> what, I was, what I was thinking, yeah, so I'm pleased I didn't go with that. Okay. Um, Dougie. Yo. Uh, you'll want to kick, kick yourself off, and Mark will no doubt know it from the first clue, and you won't. Um, but for four points, uh, this stadium was the host of Super Bowl 40. That's ten years ago, so... No, next. It's too much of a guess to go there. Okay. um, Next clue for three points. Hosted uh, hosted a Buffalo Bills home game in 2014 when a snowstorm wiped out Buffalo. Completely, obviously. There you go. He's making making some edit work for himself by taking forever. (laughs) <laughs> no, next. Okay. Um, for two points, the team moved there from the Pontiac Silverdome. Uh, Detroit. Yes, for for two points. Uh, Super Bowl 40 was end of 2005, beginning of 2006, by the way. It was the one that um, the Steelers beat Seattle. Big Ben was about 12. And he was awful in that game. He was, he? and he he was. He really terrible yeah, in that it was game. His rookie year, wasn't it? Was it his rookie yeah. year? Or what's close to it? Second I don't year, was, I think. Yeah, it, second, yeah. second, third year. He was, he was so really bad. 
did all right from there, really. Uh, Mark, your next, your your next one. Uh, your first clue for four points. He did all right. He also uh, did a little bit of raping. <laughs> Allegedly, as is, the, as is the NFL way, raping and addressing. <laughs> Football players love a bit of rape. Oh, didn't take long to go there this week, did it? Okay. <laughs> Uh, Mark, for four points, this yep. stadium opened in August 2001. Um, I, I don't even know why I'm thinking about it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, your next clue for three points. The named rights for this stadium for 20 years were sold for $57 million. Oh, I know this. I, I'm gonna. Can I play? You can. I think that this is. I, I remember this from a while ago. Um, that it was 57 because of the 57 Heinz varieties, and there are, I think it's uh, the um, Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field. Very good. Well done. I quite like that. Um, good. Nice, nice little, uh, nice little bit of marketing there. Very, very clever. Okay, so you're five-two up at the moment, but Dougie has a, a question in hand. Um, and your first clue for four points. In 2002, this was the first stadium in the NFL to install field turf. Mark knows this because it was in a previous quiz. Um, <laughs> and I think it might be the Bills, but I'm not going there. <laughs> no, next. Okay, next. Uh, the stadium was also specifically designed to host MLS games, and you can see the visible football pitch markings when you watch the NFL there. So it's either Seattle or New England. Are you asking or telling? No, it's, that's, it's that's either Seattle. I think it's the Patriots. I'm going to go Patriots. You're going to play with Patriots? No. You're not? No. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Seahawks. <laughs> oh, Mark, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm pretty that's sure a, he, what he said there was three an points, answer. Dougie, is the uh, Century Link field in Seattle is the answer there. Oh, dear. So are, we, are we level pegging now? Uh, you are. Five, oh, five points each. And uh, one question apiece to go. Mark, go. for four points... Funds for this stadium were initially raised by increasing the city's metro water tax. Rather than asking the billionaire that owned the, owned the football team to pay for it himself. <laughs> At the risk of giving something away, it didn't entirely fund the stadium. I know this. Got oh. it. Um, I don't know. Okay. Next, the tenants moved in in 1999 and took 16 games before finally losing their first home game. This is great radio. That's a lot of quiet time here. Luckily, we've got that music track in the background to keep us interested. Yeah. Luckily, I'll be editing till midnight. That's, that's it. <laughs> Please, here. Uh, what's, um, what's I, 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 don't, I don't know. You have to carry on. 
Okay, for two points, uh, the stadium's previous names include the Delphia Coliseum and LP Field. There we go for the final clue. I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to have to. I can't. Yeah, it's it's not jumping out at me, so carry on. I think it might now. Uh, the final clue for one point the stadium is the venue of the Music City Miracle. This <laughs> <laughs> is really hard to say without a massive grin on my face. Yeah, your lot. Yeah, that'll do. One point. Well done. Well done. You can't remember LP Field. So I, I need two uh, points this to win stadium this. It is now. Yeah, uh, you could just you can take the first two clues and just carry yeah, on. Maybe I just want to rub it in. Do it. Yeah, that's... Do it. Do it and get it wrong. Let's hear it. Slight flaw in the format, maybe, but let's go. Okay, <laughs> your uh, first clue, Dougie. This stadium also hosted Major League Baseball from 1993 through until 2011. Also hosted baseball. Okay, so that's Miami. Until when, sorry? 2011. Miami. You're going to go with that? Four points? And rub Mark's face in the dirt? There's only two that I know that have baseball and the Oakland Athletics still play in the Oakland Coliseum, or whatever it's called. And Miami, I think, when they refurbed, got rid of the Marlins because the Marlins moved into a new stadium. Question is, do you, uh, do you hey, screw go with it? Yeah, let's just go with Miami. Your, your ego's sake, or do you... No, uh, no screw it. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> Miami. Yeah, you would be quite correct. Yeah. And uh, you deserve that music. Well done. Well played. Oh, I'll play take some music. Play, play, play your own music. I will. <laughs> One of my favourite... Favourite clue, by the way, uh, that I didn't get to read about Hard Rock Stadium, as it now is called, is that it's had nine different names in its existence, which is only 30 years. Yeah, um, well, and I bet Mar- that came up in a previous quiz, definitely. It uh, did, yeah. When Martin's Dolphins quiz, he had to name, I think, like six of them or something. Yeah. I think he did it. Yeah, he did. A lot of them are who, really who, similar. Who did, like, sorry? Came- who was that that did that? I, my, I can't remember his name. No, no. Never mind. Um, you feed tweets a lot. You'll find that he's... You'll yeah, find it was always on, always on Twitter, that fella. Yeah, loves it. Loves um, it. <laughs> speaking of Twitter, you can find us at Long Snap Pod on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook on Long Snapper Podcast, but we don't do anything on there, so it's probably not worth your time. Um, I tweeted a few things this week. Uh, we, we got a new follower from a di- directly from interaction on Twitter, so maybe there's a lesson there, guys. I don't know. Oh, is that the Browns fan guy that you were talking to? Yeah. Um, so oh, I saw that, yeah. yeah. You know, talk to of yours. It's funny, you sort of, you put something in and you get something back. It's it's weird. Wow. Can't work it out. Anyway, yeah, so... So you uh, mean effort, effort equals results? As hard as that may seem to believe, yes. Incredible, wow. really. Um, and and also, any day now, any day now, we're going to have a new website. Um, any day, any, any literally any day any now. Any day, <laughs> any day. Um, don't hold your breath. Um, <laughs> let's move on to some news. Uh, we're shockingly, shockingly, according to our running order, two minutes under here, um, which is That's which is first. good. Uh, not lots really going on in the NFL. A bit of a dark time. Um, <laughs> that sounds a bit depressing. Well, it is really. There's what a hundred days to go till the season starts and. 
you know. I can't wait. No. Is it still 100? That sounds... Well, may, maybe it's slightly less than 100, but... Oh. Um, that sounds about right. <laughs> but yeah, so, you a know, long time. Free agency's over. Rookies are bedded in now. We're just getting to that time of year where nothing really happens, except if you're a Chiefs fan. Because not only have the Chiefs parted way with Glenn Dorsey, the GM, uh, they also got rid of Jeremy Macklin. Now, I'm sure we spoke about this in the last pod, didn't we? Yeah. We did. We but did. What I we think didn't I... know is that Macklin has gone to Baltimore, which um, with their with their perceived weakness, losing Steve Smith in the offseason, what, what do you see Macklin doing for those guys? They, they definitely had a need, um, without doubt. I think he probably goes in there alongside Mike Wallace is one of their two main receivers now, which says a lot about the depth chart that the, the Ravens had at, at wide receiver. Um, I don't know. I guess as a as a Bills fan that kind of was hoping that he'd come to us, I now hope that you're right and that he does have some kind of massive issue. Um, that's that's because, nice. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> sorry, a lovely Jeremy. thing to say. Hope, hope you're fucked. Uh. I, I don't know. You know, I, it's it's a good pickup for Baltimore. They had a need wide receiver without a shadow of a doubt, um, and he will he, he will probably do all right there. But um, you've got to you've got to think that the chief if, if the Chiefs thought he was still any good, they, there's no way they're letting him go. So Chiefs had a bit of, I, Chiefs I, Chiefs had a bit of salary cap issue, which may have had something to do with it. But the fact that Glenn Dorsey has been given the old Spanish archer would suggest that there maybe have been a little bit of a disagreement which Andy Reid has come out on top of. Yeah. To do yeah, with Macklin himself, or just generally? Say that again, sorry? The disagreement to do with the release of Macklin, or just the general... Just just a disagreement in, in general. Maybe Dorsey's mismanaged the salary cap, so they had to get rid of Macklin, because the Chiefs are, you know, right at the very limit of their salary cap. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just seems it seems very weird that you get rid of maybe your prize asset on offense, and then within a week, your GM's gone as well. I, th- I think for the same's probably true of the Chiefs and the Ravens that they don't necessarily need the, the star names at the skill positions to operate really well um, with the the way their offenses are built. Um, I think it's I don't think it's that big a, a loss for the Chiefs. Um, Equally, it probably works works out okay for the Ravens. I mean, they're they're two very well coached teams, and I think they get the best out of a lot of players that will will go there. So you know, I actually think as well as Harbaugh. I actually think it's a good move for the for the Ravens. Wallace, strangely, this year had his best season since two thousand and eleven, which you know he had uh, over a thousand yards receiving this year or last year. We should say fourteen yards a catch. So. Him and Macklin could complement each other quite nicely, with Macklin being more of a possession receiver and 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 Wallace for the deep balls. Yeah, I'd ag- I'd agree. I think you always look at the Ravens and think their roster just looks dull. It looks, av- it looks average, doesn't it? They they always yeah. they're always much more competitive than they should be. Yeah, and yeah, as, as I say, like you say, well coached. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, more receiver news: Eric Decker. The rats still leaving the sinking ship yes. that is the New York Jets, um, and Decker's turned up with you boys, Adam. 
Yeah, I, li- I like this. I mean, there were quite a few teams trying to get him. There was a connection, I think, with his, his wife and Nashville. Um, I don't pay attention to a lot of this sort of stuff, but um, there were other, yeah, other non-football reasons that he wanted to move there. Um, I think it's, it's a really good pickup for Tennessee, who at that position have a lot of young guys. You know, they've drafted heavily in that position with a first and third rounder. Um, last year, last year's rookie, Tajay Sharp, depending on any allegations and whether they come to fruition, could be a key part of that offense. Uh, with Rashad Matthews, who's who's obviously a bit older, but I think that experience will really, really help. Um, a good, reliable target for Mariota, who's got a lot of them now. I think it's just it's really, really good signing for us. What kind of um, formations and looks do you think we're going to be getting at the Tennessee Titans now then, um, Adam? Because you've obviously got... I, I thought Rashad Matthews was um, he was a bit of a fantasy darling last year, and I thought he performed really well, along with the pickup of Co- the obviously Corey Davis to start. Do you think we're going to be seeing a lot of Decker sat in the slot and three receiver sets? Yes, although certainly not all the time. Um, I think they're going to mix it up a huge amount. They've got so so many options now. Um, yeah. you know, De- Delaney Walker still going strong. Um, they've the tight end who's Sano's left, uh, but the tight, other tight end whose name escapes me that were drafted. Um, Jonah Smith. Thank you. John, yeah, John, John, you're, John you're, Smith or something like that. John 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 Smith. Um, you're bigger on my team than I am. <laughs> and you've still um, got Jason Morrow as well. Mark's probably got their shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after, after Music City Miracle, you'll just sorry Browns, it. sorry Browns fan, Doug. <laughs> but I, I heading that while way. While I quite, I quite like Mariota playing in largely straightforward formations and less of the trickery that has kind of caused a caused a couple of issues in the in the past year. There, there is there's going to be a lot, still a lot of it. Um, so many different weapons of different options. Yes, you you're going to see Decker, um, but certainly not on every down. Uh, by any means, but um, could be a very reliable, probably a third down option as well. Um, yeah, I just I really like this. Not played sixteen games in a season since twenty thirteen, which is a bit okay. of a worry. Yeah, um, yeah. I, well, it's, it's not. They've not got a lot to lose with it. This is the thing. This is what the Tennessee of five. So I'm going on a on a not a ramp with this, but. Um, Tennessee of five years ago would go, oh, we've yeah, we want to keep a bit of cap space. We want to play it cautious. We don't want to take flyers on players. And the last couple of years, they've you know, new GM, great, um, but new outlook as well. He's given the license to do this to say, oh, actually, we've got some cap space. Let's let's take a punt on somebody. Yeah, it might it might not work. What have we got? What have we got to lose? His his wage essentially, um, rather than worrying about roster spots and salary cap and so on. But actually, when, you, when you've got the room to do it, um, it's exactly what they should be doing. I'll, I'll, full disclosure, I'm not a massive Eric Decker fan. I thought he, he last looked some way decent when he had one of the best quarterbacks of all time playing at his prime. Um, and he looked quite good for them. I... For me, the worry would be that it upsets the apple cart. You've obviously got Corey Davis, who's brought in to come and be a starter, and it looks every, he looks every inch like he's going to be. Rashad Matthews, brilliant last season. And if those two continue to be the start and Eric Decker comes in and has a role to play, then I think it will be all right. 
if they're trying to shoehorn in, shoehorn in, in to be too much of a key player, I think that that is, is dangerous. I don't think he's good enough to justify a like a, a really constant starting role. No, but I don't think that's why they brought him in. Uh, yeah, that's what you hope. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not brought in to put pressure on the likes of Corey Davis. He's brought in as an extra option, extra weapon, and actually probably a decent head to to guide some of those rookies. Yeah, he's he's kind of like the, whatever you think of him, he's not a terrible role model by no, any means. Bit of a Dennis Irwin type, I think. He's kind of a seven out of ten every game. <laughs> <laughs> bit pro, maybe. Um someone who you'd hope, given the amount of contract that he's been given, uh is slightly more than the seven out of ten every week. Eric Carr, the highest paid uh, quarterback in yeah. history. Highest paid NFL player in history. Um that's inflation for you. The last it. guy to sign one of these big contracts. Better paid than Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. It, it beggars belief, really, doesn't it? Because what's he done? He's had, he's had. Well, yeah, does it, it does. Like, he's, he's had half a, half a good season. Is, is this not just the sign of the times of when his contract was due? What was needed? If, if those guys that you mentioned were in the league now at the same state, they'd be earning as much as this. They're only earning less because they're veterans. And yeah, but a veteran should earn more, surely. Well, yeah, They've but I think it's based it. on it's based on longevity as much as anything else, isn't it? And Peyton Manning's not going to be in the league for another five years, or not Peyton Manning. Um, any any of those other guys, the Bradys or whatever, aren't going to be in the You're league. You're right about Peyton Manning. Yeah, they definitely, definitely isn't going to be in the league that long of time. <laughs> Fucking hope, anyway. Um, <laughs> so I, I think there's he's, much he's, a bit uh, about He's had three years of his career so far, Derek Carr. So he's he was coming up. It's the, the timing. Yeah, they didn't have to do it straight away, did they? Um, no, he's got two years on his rookie contract, hasn't he? You wait, you wait and see. The next, the, the, the next option, highest yeah, paid yeah. player in the NFL will be Kirk Cousins, and we'll all be sat here thinking, "What the fuck is, is happening to the league?" You, so he will be the next one. Do you think that the Raiders have pulled the pin early on signing him to save themselves a bit of money? Possibly, I think they've stuck. They're all behind it because they—he's the face of the franchise. They're moving to a new home. They need to build a fan base in the new home. Um, I think they want to send, uh, you know, a little get him in there. He becomes Mister Raider. I, I think it's a sensible move, actually. I, I, uh, get I, it done early. I get, I get that. I just think the cynic in me says that they've done it earlier than they needed to, because two years down the line, where a quarterback contract is going to be. And they've got a it's lot. Yet. They've got a lot of young talent on that roster. I just wonder yep. if that amount of money maybe hamstring hamstrings their entire squad. Mark, Mark could be right though. It could be about the stadium move and saying, right, we don't want we don't want to be moving to Vegas with the distraction of yeah contract issues or some somebody else coming in or just any doubt about that. Obviously, the most important position on the team. They maybe just wanted that sewn up before the the stadium comes along as the next distraction. Interesting to see now what they do with Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper as well, because Mack's um, rookie contract expires in 2018. Um, so he's going to want to get paid, and you you wonder where all the money's coming from. Yeah, I mean, you, you could see a situation where they lose either Cooper or Mack. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's other players yeah. on that roster that, you know, are not going to be uh, earning poor money. They've got Bruce Irvin. 
Is it Bruce Irving? Yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not going to be on crap money, is he? They've got no, well, they're, they're a talented they're a talented roster, man. I, I dare say that Marshawn Lynch is not doing too bad. No, no. So you, you, well, they, he's not, they're he's almost five year deal, or not no, that, but they're backing themselves into they're backing themselves into a win now kind of position, aren't they? Yeah. Where they they you know if they don't do it now, that window's going to close when the next round of contracts comes in, and then they're all of a sudden looking at a rebuild. Actually, they're yeah. probably thinking win in three years' time, and no later, or they're not maybe. Lynch could still be around. Which, given given others. the division they're in, is going to be difficult. Yeah. It's going to be yeah, difficult well. to get to the Super Bowl, given that they've got to get past the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos, who are all above-average Bron- teams. So Broncos, Broncos are shit. <laughs> they're, coming, they're coming last in that division next year. Oh, hopefully. Um, hopefully. You, but... you, you say he's been bad, however, it's... Oh, no, I've never bad. said he's been bad. You didn't say he's been, been bad. bad. He's just not been... He's not been... What's he done? Um... I seem to remember reading that only Dan Marino, Andrew Luck, and Peyton Manning have thrown more touchdowns in their first three seasons in the league than Derek Carr. But that's just, that, that's that's it's, systematic it's, it's, because of the way football's played now, right? Yeah, but other other quarterbacks of his era haven't they haven't thrown that touchdowns. It's I, I think he's he's good. I think he's clearly a, a really really talented quarterback. Um, I think the, I think the Raiders would have gone far into the playoffs if it hadn't been for his broken leg last year. Um, I, I don't hate the move at all. I think it's sensible, and I do think it's indicative of the way that it's going. I'm telling you, it won't be long before this money is. A, everyone will be like, "Christ, it's such a huge amount of money." It will be eclipsed before too long, and it will probably be someone average, someone like you know, like a Kirk Cousins, who again is someone else who you think, eh, "What's he done?" But it's just the way that it goes. You need that quarterback, and if you've got it, it's it's because if you haven't got your quarterback, you're, I don't care what you're doing. Who else you've got on your team? You're not doing anything. Yeah, it's a cliche, but yeah, you're right. Um, so if you lined all the quarterbacks up and you gave them the contracts that, you know, talent-wise they deserve, where does Derek Carr fit in? And where, if Derek Carr's worth 125, what's the, the best quarterback in the NFL worth, who at the moment we all know is Tom Brady? What's his real market value? Not his Patriots well, market it's, value. It's, it's down to... Yeah, but it's age, obviously. No, no, yeah, no. We're talking. About, at... It's it's not down to age because we we we're talking about starting afresh. If Derek Carr's worth that for three years, which Tom Brady has openly said that he's going to play for another three years, if every quarterback in the league has got another three years to play, how much do you rate them over a three year period? What is their contract worth? Well, if you say three years, I, I've... so so Derek Carr's on twenty five million a year, right? So what it, the real true market value of Tom Brady over three years would be what fifty mil a year? Yeah, double, double. I'd say comfortably. He's the yeah, he's the best in the league by a long way. I think there are probably a good six quarterbacks that I would say are worth more than Derek Carr at the moment. Some like Brady, Ryan, um, Luck, Rogers, Breeze, and Wilson probably. Right, that certainly a few of those are are on a par with. So, it. so we're saying that the true market value of a quarterback, your, your median value of a quarterback, is about twenty mil a year. So the top ones are going to be, uh, hang, uh, Brady. Sorry, okay, he turns forty before this season starts. All right, now I know he's superhuman. That's not the point of the exercise. We're we're trying to well, evaluate well, what the value of a quarterback is today. We're not we're not like just ignore the age. 
if if you were going to say to the Raiders, you can have Tom Brady, how much would you give him? They're going to well, pay him 50, if, mil a, if 50 mil a year, aren't they? If it's the 28-year-old Tom Brady, yeah, of course. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, telling, I'm, I'm saying that I think any, any team in the NFL would pay whatever they could pay to get Brady for two years. Yes. Because two yeah, years of Brady, you've got two years of winning the Super Bowl potentially in your back pocket. Two years of Derek Carr, you're not guaranteed to get into the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl. He's, he's going to be 40, 41. I, sorry, you keep telling me not to talk about his age. And I know how fit he is and all the rest of it, and he only eats muesli or whatever it is. But yeah, he'll be 40 this season, 41, 42 in the third year that we're talking about. How many players in any sport you know, kick, kickers are struggling at the age of forty-two. Goalkeepers are struggling. So this is we had we had this okay, conversation. We had this most... conversation with um, Craig at the end of last, at the beginning of last year, saying that the re the regression is coming until you see physical evidence of it happening. It ain't happening. Yeah. And he, he was the, the most league, dominant the player in, in the NFL last year. Yeah, he, he leads the league in big time throws. He, he's got the lowest percentage of um, turnover plays. It's it's remarkable what you can do for a 39 year old. And yeah, I'd, if he was of, at Derek Carr's age and era doing what he's doing, he would be on a contract that vastly eclipses what Derek Carr's just got. Yeah. I, I, of yeah. course. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, you can get, he's been ranked number one in the top 100 players by his peers. Yeah. We, we all know that, Essentially, that ranking is bollocks, right? That, that yeah, you know. But when when the when the guy who wins the MVP is tenth, there's something clearly a little bit off about it. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> when when you're talking monetary value, like we are with Carr, I think twenty five mil. Other quarterbacks are going to look at that and go, "Well, what's Derek Carr done?" And twenty five mil probably will become the median value of a quarterback which means that if Brady signs a new contract he's got to be looking at more than that and if you're looking at someone like Cam Newton or Russell Wilson their next contract could be I mean it could be astronomical you're, you're talking 40s 40 odd million a year surely yeah. well, you're, you're probably looking at Winston Mariota those that that age Stafford, that Stafford is up next Carr. Stafford is up soon so you wonder what he's going to get yeah I mean you <laughs> Telephone numbers, isn't it? It's 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 a joke. I mean, talking of jokes, Vince Young mouthing off again. Will this bloke just not just sort of quietly wander off into the night? <laughs> it would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's not he's not a big Ryan Fitzpatrick fan, is he? Really? Well, no, no, no one's a big Vince Young fan. That's that's the thing. Why does anyone think anyone's interested in Vince Young? Oh, right. yeah. why? Why wasn't, would? Wasn't he last relevant about six, seven years ago? When he was in college, probably. Well, six, yeah. or se six or seven years ago, he was backing up Michael Vick on the dream team in Philly. <laughs> uh, he, he left He left Tennessee in 2010. He's done nothing since then. And he did... He's done a lot of booze and drugs. Time when he was, uh, when raping. He, yeah. I don't know if Vince uh, did any raping. He was more... I expect in... he asked. He's, he's an NFL player, so he's bound to at some Vin point. Wasn't Vince more into boozing? Probably. And gambling, I dare say. They've done it all. It's like the trifecta. They're just, you know... It just doesn't get reported because it's so regular. He was definitely into sleeping, wasn't he, Adam? He liked <laughs> sleeping and not going to team meetings and 
kind of he liked an injury. He loved, he loved, <laughs> loved getting an injury, injury which, yeah. Um, a bit of a, just a, stroppy tantrums, which he's clearly not grown out of. Yeah. Um, that, that, got that, that when, he got fat when shit. That Mr. Young is why Ryan Fitzpatrick has a job in the NFL and you don't. And that is one of the main reasons. And it's the fact that he's not a complete dickhead. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you know, but Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. So, you yeah. know, the Illuminati's keeping, the Illuminati's keeping him in the NFL. That's what's happening. <laughs> um, okay, that's quite a lot of news for a, a slow news period. Anything else you want to bring up? Anything else I, might, I may have missed? Yes. You did the um, running order. Why didn't you put it on the running order? I, I, I wanted to surprise you with this little tidbit. Okay. <laughs> um, the NFL have released... Um, team themed license plates um, so you could get it doesn't really work outside of the US obviously yeah, not so, but, yeah. uh, but you could get uh, um, a Tennessee Titans license plate with the shape of the state of Tennessee um, or you know a Pittsburgh Steelers one with the shape of Pennsylvania issued etc etc uh, Washington have released theirs with uh, Washington State as the uh, the state, the NFL have officially <laughs> launched these license plates, and that's quite Washington funny. have got Washington State. As uh, so, if you live in if you live in Washington State, maybe somewhere near Seattle, and you want a Washington <laughs> license plate, you can get one. That is brilliant. Absolutely, you, 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 you've, you've, you've recovered that yeah. segment. There, I wonder where that's well, going down a blind well alley. <laughs> I, th- I got to the bottom of the blind alley, turned right, and there's a fun fair there with selling candy floss. It was uh, <laughs> well worth it. All I was going to say was that if you own one of those number plates, you are clearly a dickhead. Yeah. Uh, it, all you all you deserve to do is have your car rammed by somebody that doesn't own one of those number plates. But you've recovered it well, so well done. Well played. <laughs> well played. Well played. Um, okay, we'll leave news there. Uh, it's time for this. And the tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I won a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the draft Welcome lobbies to... are open. You're back. I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> happy to be here. This means I can start mock drafting again. Yeah, the draft lobbies <laughs> on NFL.com are officially open. I haven't done one yet. And there's Never been too some, early. There's been some big changes in our in our Wonkers to a Man League, which will be soon making a reappearance at the end of the podcast. Um, yeah, early fantasy chat. That's what it says here in the running order. Um, who wants to take us off, boys? What, what do you think this year? Um, it's a tricky year, isn't it? Because where, where are all the running backs? Yeah, there's not many of them, and I think it's that is going to be such a crucial thing. I said it at the beginning of last season. I'll say it at the start of this season again. I think that it's running backs are going to be the key top five positions to take. Get in your major major running back. Now I've got a problem because if if someone was to come and say to me, hold a gun to my head, and say, "Now, who if you've got the first pick of the draft, who are you taking?" I'm taking. Why are they David so Johnson. angry? First of all. Well, you know, they're American, okay. so they own a gun, obviously, anyway. Yep, yep. Um, so I, I'm taking David Johnson. However, um, I've got my new rule based on how my, like, pretty much all my teams bombed last year. My new rule is don't draft anyone that's got on a team that's got a questionable quarterback situation. Now, I go into it, and I think the Arizona Cardinals this year have a questionable quarterback situation. 
I don't think Carson Palmer, he started to show signs, serious signs of regression last year. Um, and I can only see that continuing, although he's, you know, he's still a big name in the quarterback field. Um, and I, there's a bit of me that wonders if it's going to start to impact David Johnson's production because he becomes their main weapon again and teams are going to be able to start loading up on him like they like like they were able to on Todd Gurley last year. Um, and whether that affects him, that's going to come into my thinking. And it was, you know, I'm, I'm loath to go against my new rule with the first pick of the draft um, because that seems like a bit of a backwards way of doing it. But yeah, it's running backs to the key. So you've got a new rule, which yeah. you're going to break straight away. Oh, with the first pick, if I had okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, good to introduce <laughs> that rule. Yeah, I've got, um, I've got a similar. I've, I've got a similar rule. I don't pick play, players with ordinary sounding names, so David Johnson can't be in. <laughs> He's got. I've, I've I've got a rule here. I've got a rule here, which is why I won't pick David Johnson first overall, and and it's picking players with recent questionable injury status is. State I, I think it might be state I. Statuses, definitely not state I. State it's I. Definitely um, state statuses. <laughs> statuses. <laughs> um, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not picking. I'm not picking Lev Bell either. I would go with and Craig. Um, if you're listening, will love me for this. I'll go with Zeke. Um, younger, fitter, um, massive ceiling. I don't. Has he got a massive thing, ceiling? He has. I've been to his house. Go to his house. Um, it's just a massive <laughs> ceiling. Yeah, mirrors all over it. He lives in the AT and T Stadium. Um, <laughs> with, with the massive his TV though is brilliant in the in the middle. <laughs> Huge. Uh, and probably not a questionable quarterback status in Dak Prescott. Um, no. Again, sophomore issues maybe, but I depends you know, who you get are, past so that. I disagree with you. I just think he, and it's not even close for me. I'm taking, if I've got the first pick, I'm taking him. And if he's there for the third or fourth pick, if that's where I am in my snake draft, then I'm still taking him. I think this is going to be one of those drafts where if you are on a snake draft, it's getting one of those four or five running backs. And I'm talking David Johnson, Zeke, LaShawn McCoy, Lev Bell, Devonta Freeman, potentially DeMarco Murray, in those top five, I think could be the key between winning and being nowhere. Because other than that, um, that's, I can't that's too see. High, that's too high for Demarco Murray. You've reached if you're taking him in the first round. I think yeah. he's he's gonna. Oh, he's going Derek, first round. Derek Henry may even. May he's even going first round. Marco Murray's going first round. He was, um, I think, was he fifth highest running backs point scorer last season? Hey, let's let's get real. Uh, There's only twelve. Say most leagues got twelve picks for the first round. There's only going to be four running backs picked in the first round because somebody will I go just, Gronk, just... somebody will go Gronk, somebody will go. After last after last season, I'd be surprised if somebody Gronk. Gronk goes in the first round every year because so, somebody sees that goofy idiot sitting there and they go, "I'm picking Gronk." Right. <laughs> so you got Gronk. You've then got um, somebody will pick Antonio Brown. Somebody will pick. Um, Tom Squat pick Cam Newton like I did New, last year. Uh, New York receiver. Come on, what's his name? Beckham. Beckham. Odell Beckham. Beckham. Somebody will Julio pick Jones. Julio Jones. So there's four players there. You've got four running backs. That's eight. Then you've got Gronk, nine. Somebody will pick. At least two players will pick a quarterback. And I'm assuming you'll pick Deshaun Kaiser, won't you? No, I, I'm going to kick a first round. <laughs> now, kick a good. Now I'm, I'm, I'm going with um, uh, Aguayo. 
Good, sensible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So <laughs> that, you've, that's you've the got, kicker you pick. You've potentially got four, maybe five running backs. Now those running. I think backs, you've got. I think it's going to be five. Uh, I, I think five will definitely go. Johnson, Elliott, McCoy, Bell, Freeman. I can't see going anything other than first round. Yeah. What about I, I, I think. Born? What about Zeke? going to be London born. Um, in, well, yeah, so you've got London so. born. You've also got. Um, Who's that? Uh, he's... <laughs> <laughs> you, you were nearly going to say his name. He was, wasn't he? It, it really was. It was, <laughs> his, really it was his birthday the other day. Um, I I knew because I saw it on Twitter. I don't know which account tweeted happy birthday to him. I forget. Um, yeah. One over this side of the pond. On his driving license now, apparently it says it like first name British born, second name J H I. True, true story. Um, uh, does he have a Florida license plate with the Miami Dolphins logo? Yeah, does, yeah. That that would work. Um, yeah, so let's let's go go through and five five running backs to be picked first round. You're going to have Johnson, Elliott, McCoy, Johnson, Bell. Elliott, McCoy. I don't think McCoy. Johnson, Elliott, McCoy Bell. will go first round. McCoy will go first round. No question. You think? Yeah. Third third highest point third highest point scoring running back. Clear um, Bell Cow running back in Buffalo in a with a coach now who loves to run the ball definitely I would if he doesn't if he, if he sat there at 12 I'm having him no question so, so what about the rookies that came out There's also, also Melvin Christian, Jordan we um, haven't mentioned I think, I think Christian Mel. McCaffrey I think is more likely to be early second second round somewhere I would think he will probably go Fournette yeah. Dalvin Cook Leonard Fournette be. I think somebody will go Leonard Fournette first round Potentially, so that's, someone like Craig yeah, would go for Leonard Fournette, and if it works, he'll go. Oh, I'm just, I, I just know everything about football, and if it doesn't, he goes. Well, you know, I was unlucky. It's one of those. It's a bit. Well, it's a bit like Zeke was a bit like Zeke last, last year. year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Because if anything, Fournette's coming out of a bigger rep than Zeke did anyway. Yeah, I think as always, the person that hits on those rookies will win your league. What do you reckon Adrian Peterson's getting drafted? Uh, five, maybe six. There's too too much. There's too many other running backs because I'm not sure he's even going to outstrip um, Ingram. Ingram. No, I I agree with you. But do you think someone's going to take him like first couple of rounds just because he's Adrian Peterson? Uh, someone, someone like our friend Nick in our league will take him. Someone who who uh, doesn't really pay much attention to the off season and sees Adrian Peterson sitting there in round two and goes, oh, "I'm having Adrian Peterson," and then yeah. goes. Guys, why has Adrian Peterson got a New Orleans Saints symbol next to him? <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be an interesting one this year as well for Todd Gurley. He's got to have a big bounce back year because he went in on a lot of like a huge amount of draft boards going one of the top couple of picks taken. He was he was terrible. Um so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. And again, I think a lot of that will be down to what the quarterback play is like Absolutely. at the Rams. Absolutely. Um, and if he, if he continues to be a massive gashed, question mark though, isn't it? Yeah, and that's it. I'm not going anywhere near him. Crap quarterback, nowhere near him. Thanks very much. So, so It's something... worth a punt if he's still kicking about in your sort of third, third, third pick, third, fourth, fourth pick maybe or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah so I, I agree, agree with you. It's not no earlier than that. So something I wanted to pick up on uh, last season, we've got a pretty funky defensive scoring system in our league whereby you can get defences that score are in the top 10, which is intentional. We wanted defences to actually play a bigger role in our fantasy league. So we, we've rigged the scoring. So you, 
I think wasn't who was the top defense last year? Cardinals. Cardinals, but they but they were like, I think they were like fourth overall in our league, weren't they? Points. It was uh, not quite that high, but it was. Um, they were, I think, two hundred, which was if you put them against um, like running backs, for example, uh, they would have been, I think, high about eighth of eighth in terms of all the running backs. So yes, yeah, it's, it's not bad. So, so in that regard, can you see? A defense being taken pretty highly because it, I mean all perceived wisdom in most standard scoring leads would say you don't take your defense till round fifteen, right at the yeah. end. Um, specifically in our league, I could see a defense going as early as round three or four. Yeah, for someone like the Broncos or the Cardinals, absolutely. There was a bit of a drop off after them, and after once those two are gone, I think it's pretty much of a muchness after that. The kind of spread from the third place, which I think was the Vikings, down to um, significantly lower, down to the Panthers, was um, only about thirty points. So it, someone will probably take a bit of a punt on someone like the Cardinals or possibly the Seahawks to do to do well again. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to be going anywhere near defences that early this year because there's those. I don't think there's anyone that is that significantly better on defence that you think is worth taking someone that early. And You've got to get fill your skill position. Do, do you think that transfers over into standard scoring? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think I would go that for a defence that high. It's, it's in our league. It's potentially worth the reach because you get more points for it. Standard scoring, you don't get that. They don't have the same kind of impact and you're better off almost picking up your, filling your roster of your, your not so high point scoring running backs and receivers because they score as much. I, t- I tend to find what often happens with defenses is that, yeah, you might think, oh, the Seattle is still there late yeah. doors. or pick, pick them up. And there are ways the surprise defenses and um, because of the nature you're each each team's only picking one really you're not you're not picking a backup defense on your roster depending on the type of league but most standard leagues you're not um and you, you'll find that week one week two there's a stellar defense on the waiver wire that you could you can end up end up grabbing um if you prioritize it um and you found you actually find that you've picked a competitive defense that might last you the year for and it's cost you nothing yeah um, it just it just it's so unpredictable there are too many variables it's not like looking at one player you know, okay yeah obviously Brady's going to be a decent quarterback this year um you could you so many factors will come into it and you might just find lack of injuries um on a roster or a bit of momentum and suddenly there you know the Cincinnati defense might be the one to take you to fancy glory that you just don't know yet. Well, I, I, I think I'm, I, I've always picked my last couple of years. My strategy has always been to take a defense kind of the round before everybody else does purely to try and grab one of those defenses that I think is going to do all right. And it's never really worked out. I think this year I'm more inclined to follow what Dougie often does and do it on a matchup like week by week basis, pick someone up on the wire who's got a favourable matchup against whichever offence it is they're playing that week. Um, yeah, well, that's and, the other and thing. It, and do it that way. Yeah, yeah. I think that is, I don't think if that doesn't work out, it's going to cost me enough points to justify taking somebody earlier um, that would cost me a better squad player that I might need somewhere down the line. 
the, the thing is, even if you're streaming defenses, so you're picking whoever is playing the Rams or whoever you think that is is whoever's playing, playing the Jets, whoever's playing the Jets, whoever's playing the Jets. Even if you're doing that, what's the worst that can happen is that if you don't get the defense you want and you've got a 12-team league, you're getting the you know, unless someone's stockpiling defenses, you're getting the twelfth best defense in the NFL. Yeah, um, and the gap play for you. it's not. The gap it's is not never going to be that significant. No, and I and and to be perfectly honest, I don't think anyone has ever drafted a defense in any league I've played, expecting them to be the best defense in the league. Everyone always drives. People normally draft the Seahawks defense early, and they're usually on the waiver wire by sort of week six. Because they're, they're not scoring 30 points a week like the person expected. I just want to finish yeah. this up. I just want to wrap this up, guys. Just um, two things. Give me your number one pick. Oh, man. <sighs> Said it already. Say it again. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with... Le- 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 uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> I'm going to go to going to go with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I agree. Le'Veon Bell. Don't don't agree. No, uh, you shouldn't agree with me. That's fine. Um, right. Yeah, let's uh, leave that there. Big Ben, Bill Belichick, Pat Prescott, Ezekiel, Fat Rob, defensive players are idiots. Right, chaps, any other business? Um, we are one minute and 50 seconds over our allotted time and our running order. So, Adam, go first, and uh, then we know that we can sort of keep ours quick to work around order. it. Um, the listeners will appreciate those those updates on where we are um, in relation to the running order. Um, okay, well, just, just to quickly pick up on my last any other business and the Ryanair thing and having to pay for a seat. Uh, Rich Newnham got in touch. I don't know if it was with the long snapper, snapper Twitter account or myself, or it might have been both. Uh, he tried to tell me that you don't have to pay for a seat and you can just turn up and you just get that where, wherever you're told. Uh, but that's the price of having kids. Um, Ryanair make you sit with your kids and they charge you for the privilege, just to clarify. So I have to choose a seat to sit with my kids. And you you have do to get pay free luggage with a kid. Uh, you do, you do. Swings uh, and roundabouts, mate. Swings and roundabouts. Free buggy and whatever. Um, that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, especially if you packed them full of drugs. And, yeah, and you can stash Despite... a lot of coke in a buggy. <laughs> they never, they never look. That's at how you, we have the exact same thought there, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so th- thanks, Rich, but um, you're wrong. Um, despite you know, you're bang working wrong. for Ryanair as as cabin crew or whatever it is you do. Um, oh, right, okay. This week's any other business? eBay. Um, and recent experience with eBay, I have tried to sell my wife's phone on eBay, the old iPhone, and she's upgraded. She doesn't. I know finally. That. She, no, she, <laughs> she's like, "Where's my fucking phone, Adam? <laughs> Where, where's Where's my money?" <laughs> um, I finally sold it at the fourth attempt. So the best way I was led to believe was to do a seven-day auction, you know, get as much money possible for selling your old phone. Um, three buyers, three winning buyers in a row chose not to pay me. Um, so what happens is you have to give them two days to pay. Um, then you have to open a case in the eBay resolution center and give them another four to pay. Um, then once you've done that, um, a 
so-called black mark goes against their record and then you get eBay will credit you um, the invoice fee and you can relist the item. So it sounds like, like Dougie's having a piss. Um, <laughs> I don't blame um, <laughs> So you, you, I've gone through this process three times. The first two occasions, no word from the winning buyer at all. You send them a chasing note, nothing, just no, no explanation whatsoever. The third buyer, te- 10 minutes after winning the auction, sent me a message and said, I'm not going to pay. I didn't realize um, it was locked to this network. I can't remember what it was. Um, just hadn't read the listing properly. Said, oh, I'm not going to pay. No, no apology, nothing, just a statement of fact. Uh, this buyer had over 130 bits of positive feedback. And this is my issue with this. Um, while the, buyer, the buyers are rightly very well looked after on eBay, which could be a minefield of buying God knows what, um, the seller has no protection whatsoever from this kind of crap. Um, to the point where if a buyer does this, what actually happens is nothing. Um, you can't even leave the negative feedback. You're not given that option. Uh, supposedly, an unpaid item goes against their record, but that doesn't actually do anything. There's nothing for other users to see that they've done this and behave like this. I ended up having a spat with the third buyer about it. Um, it's basically told him what had happened and just had a load of abuse back. Um, they stopped crying about it. You know. um, so... There's nothing whatsoever that eBay do to protect sellers. Um, it should be a two-way street. Um, it's not. And contacting them, well, you know, they're helpful and everything, but have their policies are just not quite right to me. There should be some comeback from for time wasters that choose to do this and just bid on things they clearly have no intention of actually paying for. Um, so there you go. Another quick, another quick thing. Um, Henry Blofeld, many happy wishes in his retirement lots of fond memories of listening to him on test match special the the last of last of the old guard i guess um so it's sad the, to see the last true cricket journalist who wasn't the next captain yeah yeah the last independent uh, voice you could say you could say he, say, he played say. he played university, didn't he and he never i think he had a motorcycle accident never played beyond that yeah, um, but just just that just just the voice, and you know, I didn't care whether he knew the name of the fielder at third man or not. It didn't matter. You know, there aren't aren't many people like him left. Um, so sad, sad to see him disappear. That's three bits of AOB. Yeah, in twenty minutes. So well done, um, yeah. <laughs> Mark. What you got? Um, so after my plea. Um, for some TV to watch pretty much fell on deaf ears last time um, and I couldn't find anything that tickled my fancy or that I hadn't already seen I decided to start re-watching um, Curb Your Enthusiasm Ooh. I don't know if I don't know if you boys are fans or have ever have ever delved in um, but I wanted... Weird, really weirdly so just I I never seen it before and watched about six episodes on a plane uh, last month and absolutely brilliant Oh, it's, it's one of the most phenomenal, phenomenally written, phenomenally performed, intelligent, clever, um, just genius comedy programs that there's ever been. And um, I, I would urge anyone that hasn't seen it to go and watch it. And one of the episodes, if you if you want to get a, a, an idea of what Curb Your Enthusiasm is all about, um, go and seek out. It's on, um, if you've got Sky, it's on box sets at the moment for free. Go and seek out season four and look for an episode. An episode called "The Carpool Lane," 
um, if you just want a quick snapshot of one particular one-off episode, it's my favourite one of all time, and it is quite outstanding. Go and go and watch that; it's brilliant. Cheers! I'll, I'll look that up. I'll, it's not, not a show I ever got into, but um, yeah, I'll look that it's up. A biz- it's a bizarre one. It's not like anything else. It's hard to explain. Yeah. It's, it's Larry it's David. Good, but... It's Larry David, who's the, one of the co-writers of Seinfeld. Um, basically, he's, he's created a show about himself, and the he's he's playing himself in it. And but it's a, a caricature of his own life. So he gets into all those situations that ordinary people get into all the time. That you like, you smile and nod and move on from. But he doesn't. He no. like <laughs> he pulls at that thread. He, you know, he says the things that you would want to say. He gets into situations like that, you know, would happen all the time. Like when someone's in the queue waiting for ice cream and they're trying all the different flavors. And he's like, he questions that you're allowed to try two flavors and that's it. Then you fuck off. Don't be trying all the different flavors because he's got somewhere to be. Um, things like that. And he gets into all these social situations that are, that they speak to you and it's really clever and you wonder how you would react in that situation as well. And it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's a, reminded me a little bit the way he plays himself, but not himself of, uh, if you've seen episodes of Matt LeBlanc in that, like he plays, uh, plays like a different version of himself brilliantly in his own way. And it's, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And we, yeah, weirdly, had never seen it until about a month ago and just to kill a couple of hours on a plane, um, ended up watching six of them instead of one, um, and didn't watch all the films that I was planning to. And yeah, it's, it's, but it's a month fantastic. ago it wasn't on Skybox sets and now it is. Yeah. It's so only recently, thing, so. only recently come on. So, um, if you, if you were ever, ever going to watch it, now is the time. And I heartily recommend it. I think Dougie, I think it would be right up your alley. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Um, I just want to end by going on about Twitter. Um, as you know, with the Mallover podcast, I'm quite heavily involved in Twitter. And just recently with the election and various other things that have gone on, I'm starting to just get a little bit tired of the complete sensationalism and the absolutely hysterical viewpoints that people have. Like nobody can just, nobody is allowed to present a viewpoint without either being a racist or stupid. Like, <laughs> if you wanted to vote, if you wanted to vote leave with the Brexit um, referendum, you're a racist. If you if you think that the British and Irish Lions should pick Maro Atoje over Alan Wynne Jones, you're the most stupid fucking person that's ever walked <laughs> the earth. If you think that black is white, you're retarded. You you literally you cannot have an opinion without somebody calling you stupid. And it seems to be now that debate is boiled down to, you don't agree with me, therefore you are an absolute unmitigated moron. Where has the art of debate gone? It seems like people just cannot comprehend that people may have different viewpoints. I got into a a discussion with a really old friend of mine um, that used to coach me at, uh, at American football at junior level, and it was about vaccinations. And we were talking about how some people have linked vaccinations with autism. And he put on a post from John Oliver from his show in America where he just pastes people who believe in not vaccinating their children because of the risks of autism associated with it. He absolutely slates it. And my friend was then agreeing with John Oliver. Now, 
I just piped up that I love John Oliver, but I think that he's wrong to completely rubbish people's viewpoints because he thinks that he knows better. Now, if I choose not to vaccinate my child, that's my decision, and it should not be rubbished by anyone, no matter what they do, because it's my decision. And it seems like, in this day and age, you can't have a viewpoint without somebody else piping up and saying you're stupid or you're wrong. And and it's getting a little bit tedious, to be perfectly honest. There's nothing that you can say on Twitter now where somebody won't say the diametric opposite of what you've said in the name of debate or whatever they want to call it. If I choose it, not, it seems if I choose not to vaccinate lately, my child, that's it? my it's choice. Been... If I choose to vote Brexit, that's my choice. I don't need to be labelled a racist or uh, or um, a terrible parent. That's just my choice. Let me have my choice. And it seems like you can't do it now on Twitter. Like everything's politicized all of a sudden. Absolutely. Like a, like, and and it's the same I with Corbyn. Know. Like people are saying now, like, if you if you voted Tory, you're you're a you're a terrible person. Look at Jeremy Corbyn. Well, Jeremy Corbyn, I'm sorry for everything that he might be saying that's good. If that bloke gets into power, we're just as fucked as if the Tories get in. Like <laughs> And it seems like politics and everything is going so far one way and so far the other that we can't actually have a reasonable debate anymore. And it, and I think it's to the detriment of of everybody. And uh, it's a fairly serious point that you know I'm making. It's not really a long snapper podcast type of point, but I just felt like it needs to be said because I'm at the point where I love Twitter. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But after the Lions game, after the first test, the viewpoints that were being put across was so, I mean, it was just so terrible. I, I, I just said, look, guys, I, I was in control of the long of, of the Mallover Twitter account. And I just said, look, I'm signing off because some of the stuff I've read on here is just absolutely ridiculous. I can't, I can't do it anymore. So, what, how do you mean that it was ridiculous? Oh, you know, for, within two minutes of the final whistle, there were I, I read separate tweets where. Uh, 13 of the starting 15 players needed to be swapped and it was ridiculous that Gatlin picked them in the first place. So the, the, so my point is that because it, it seems that that seems a bit contradictory because what you're, what you're saying there is it's, it's two separate arguments because people are saying that and what you're saying is that it's ridiculous that they're saying that but that's their point no, of view. No, no, no. What so I'm the question saying... should be is that what you're, what you're rightly saying is that the debate has been lost. Yeah, my, I think my, that my that's point people being, need to not shout it. People need to yeah. discuss it. My, my point is that people are now saying things on on social media because it drives people towards their account, and it's happening in journalism. There was a, a, a legitimate journalist that wrote that the lines needed to be scrapped because they don't fit in the professional era. Now that's the kind of article that is written to to get people to go, oh, that's ridiculous. So they go to that journalist content. And it yeah. seems to me that people are having these really out there viewpoints, not because they believe it or not because they want to promote debate, but because they just want people to follow. Clickbait. Yeah. Clickbait. Yeah. And so yeah. people's viewpoints are skewed because they want people to follow. They don't want people to actually have a debate. And therefore, and, and when you then go to debate that point with them, they just go off the deep end, you know, because they're not yeah. actually interested in debate. They're just in, interested in getting their number of followers up. Which I guess yeah. is my point. You know, you, you, social media has, has lost the ability to debate because people are only bothered about the amount of people that are actually following their page. Yeah, I think from a political perspective, I think that it's good that um, that people actually have an opinion 
um, because I think we spent far too long with people not giving a toss about politics and who's running the country. So from that point of view, it's good. Um, and I think Brexit was kind of the first stepping stone of people where you're right and that people did lose the ability to debate on it. And it was, you know, I was guilty of it myself at certain points because it was quite heated around the time. Um, and I think it's as much about the fact that, and it, it could be the political parties themselves that started it by some of the arguments that they were coming up with. But I do think people have lost the ability to debate things in a sensible manner. And it was, you think this, I think this, let's talk about why you think that and let's see if we can't change each other's minds. But it's nice. I, I think this, you think this, well, I'm going to shout fucking louder than you, so I must be right. Um, and it's, it's a massive problem, especially on social media, definitely, because it's just, you know, whoever shouts loudest must be correct. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I think as well, social media, politically, social media's clearly got, it's on one side. And that's partly because of the demographics of the country and the people that use social media. And it's quite obvious. Um, it, I don't know, it seems to, uh, yeah, the risk of uh, discussing politics, which I don't, don't particularly want to do on this podcast. But, you know, it's something that the country seems more divided than it ever has been. Um, and social media just exaggerates that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And rather than 20 years ago where the political parties all kind of met in the middle and it was largely going to be similar, whoever got in power, um, it's diverged again. And then the division across the population seems stark. I mean, look at the referendum. You've got 48, 52, or 52, 48, which, whichever way you look at it. Um, that is not a vote for... Brexit way ahead of Remain. That was a vote that said the country doesn't agree with each other. And I don't think it's bad. I, I personally, I don't think it's bad that the country isn't divided because it's good to have different opinions. What we need to be able to do is talk about it in a rational manner where you can explain what your point is without being called a wanker. Exactly. And that is not happening that, on social media point. right now. That's, yeah, that's my agreed. point. Anyway, look, we've got, we're going to leave it there because we've now overrun. So... Um, <laughs> it was your fault. It's my fault. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry for that. Some, some idiot doesn't allow forty-five minutes for AOB on the running order. <laughs> sorry if that strayed into unusually serious territory there. If you've made it that far, then you probably will yeah, enjoy that. So, um, yeah, we'll leave it there. And I think we're going to try and be a bit more regular going forward. I don't know about yeah. you boys. If we can, um, then we'll try. Um, and especially, not, as near, especially as we get nearer to the season, definitely. Yeah, and we, we're going to get. We've got a couple of guests lined up that are going to come on and 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 hopefully pick up a bit of traction before we get into the season. So, yeah, keep keep uh, keep listening. We really appreciate it. We know there's not many of you, but um, yeah, thanks for downloading and listening. If you if you do, and uh, you're all beautiful people. You are. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Cheers.